Blog Talk Radio. Hello, good evening. This is Gina Suthay broadcasting to you out of Victorville, California. I'd like to welcome you to tonight's show. Tonight's show is named, and respectfully, Inside the Minds of the Black Man, the Stereotyping of the Black Woman. Black man has stereotyped black women as loud, angry, demanding, high-maintenance, and overly independent-minded when opinionated. This being reasoning to why they choose to date and marry women of other nationalities. Generalization of all black women has darkened our images and have caused many to come to the realization that they will more than likely remain single during their lifespan. Are they more than... Are they are these stereotypes over-exaggerated or fact? Is it premeditated consciousness that drives them to make their assumptions? Or, as many women say, just excuses to project their unwillingness to commit to a black woman? I ask the question, where do we stand? Tonight's topic came from a friend of mine who sent me a, a link uh, about black women as far as what the black man thinks. I chose not to share that because it was kind of aggressive. So what we will do is we'll take a look at eight stereotypes of black women that need to be reexamined. One, we are angry. Two, we emasculate our men. Three, we are all either overweight or out of shape. Four, we are sexually inhibited. Five, our standards are too high. Six, we are all man crazy. Seven, we are we all have daddy issues. And eight, we are all either or. And I'll briefly describe to you each of them in detail. Black women are often accused of wearing frowns or skulls, and unfortunately, many of us have perfected the mean mug. But when was the last time someone asked us why? Most of the time, we're just a little frustrated or annoyed with being overworked, underappreciated, beaten, and used. So I'm not sorry your attempt to holler was rejected. I just wasn't in the mood. This stereotype has to go because we are not angry. In many cases, we're disappointed or tired. Bear with us, brother. It's not always about you. And when you see us frowning, just smile and remind us that we are not in this alone. 90% of the time, this is all we needed to hear to get us through the day. Two, we emasculate our men. I've also been accused of, I can testify that you know, if I'm not smiling, of course, uh, naturally, you know, it's taken that I'm angry or, or that I'm in an attitude. We have attitude. or And and in my case, I most often did not been told, hey, just like the paragraph I read to you, that, hey, smile. It's going to be all right. And those are things we need to hear. Number two, I've been also accused of in my marriage. We emasculate our men. Show us that you are a man and we won't be able to take your manhood away from you. 
Fortunately and unfortunately, our culture has changed. Therefore, the social dynamics between men and women have as well. In addition, women are more educated, make more money, and are less dependent on the men for our general needs and survival. But I must ask, isn't a man more than just a financial provider or a shelf reacher? We need you for much more than that. We want that strength and power that only you can provide. But you must show it to us in either order for us to see it and appreciate it. Three, this one I've heard not as much. We're all overweight and out of shape. Talk to my ladies in the Black Girls Run and other fitness groups made for a run by black women. We love and take care of our bodies. Yes, collectively. We are not as trim as our white counterparts, but we have never been. Remember, there's a such thing as thick and fit. Uh, And that's very true. Number four, we're sexually inhibited. I can attest to that because I have been. This stereotype not only insults black women, but also our Latina, Asian, and Caucasian sisters. Terms like spicy Latina, Asian sensation, and others that are used to affirm the prudeness of the black woman in turn insinuate that other women are hypersexual. Also, think about this. If the most popular images of you were of booty shakers, ghetto queens, and slaves, wouldn't you be a little more protective of your body or what you do with it? Number five, I've been accused of this as well. Our standards are too high. And speaking to my daughter, I think I told everyone a few years ago about speaking of what she expected out of man. And I love my daughter. She's a sweetheart. And I'm very proud of how she stands. But she also relates to me many days. Like, well, I'm the way I am because, Mom, you taught me how to have standards. My standards are high because of you. And I love that about her. But can I say that that's going to catch her the man that she wants or is that going to give her the desired man that she chooses or that she desires? I can't. A common and acceptable reason for the epidemic of single black women is that our standards are too high. When it comes to choosing a mate, I disagree. If I consider myself a queen, why wouldn't I expect you to live up to your potential as a king? And if other women are okay with prints, dukes, or jesters, then maybe their standards are too low. Six. Now, this one, I haven't been accused of myself, but that we are all men crazy. Contrary to popular belief, not all black women are waiting to exhale, trying to get their groove back, or searching for something new. Unfortunately, the media believes we are running around chasing our tails, trying to find a good black man. Apparently, this is all we think about. Think about and live for. Who knew? It's amazing that we find time to get degrees, build businesses, and hold noteworthy positions with Fortune 500 companies with all that man thought running through our one-track minds. Seven. I've never been accused of it, but I have heard of many women who have been. But we all have daddy issues. Statistically, it is no secret 
that the black community has been plagued by generations of fatherless homes. But what the news doesn't tell you is that many of us did and are growing up with our fathers or a father figure. And there are plenty of men living and growing up without their fathers. What is this doing to them in regards to their self-esteem? Views on masculinity and relationships. Or are females the only ones being affected? Number eight. We are all either, all either or. Now, this one doesn't really fit to me. Uh, I would have to say, in growing up being a darker than other females, I went to an all-girl Catholic school, and it was in Compton. Virginia Shelley, shout out to all y'all. Um, we did have an issue. Black, dark-skinned women, well, growing up in my time, well, we were not taken as attractive. We weren't taken as the first pick. But thank God for me that at that time in my life, I wasn't even thinking about boys or thinking about any of that. I had my head in clouds, as my my daughter would say. I had respect for myself, and my body meant a great deal to me, and I wasn't going to just give it away. To my dismay, the light-skinned, dark-skinned thing just won't go away. And now with the greater emphasis being placed on class, American society has found new ways of dividing black women. It is bad enough that women in general find a billion reasons not to get along. Men, jealousy, men, choices in fashion, men, pettiness, men. But then skin color and hair texture are added to the mix. We all like to judge each other by the way we look. If you're light-skinned with long hair, you must be conceited and cold. If you're dark-skinned and wear your hair kinky or curly, you must be Afrocentric or militant. No, this is not the case at all. I know plenty of women of many different hues and backgrounds that fit into those and other categories. The cover does not always represent the book. Black women are either or aren't either or. We're not. We are just us. I brought this topic up because of that um, message that I got. And the message was meant for me to bring it. And as I say to everyone all the time, see, it's your voice that I try to bring. And if you're not here, I have to bring it. It is my duty and my responsibility to be a positive force and voice to all of my people, and that being all women. I've written written many poems and poetry and self-motivating, self-help articles, letters, and uh, postings that reflect that integrity, as my sister Sapphire said the other night, is one of the most important things to have. In this life, we must, and I don't think that we have, and it's a very uncommon word that people don't really use, and I use it all the time because of I've always broadened my vocabulary. In making sure, and thank God for that, that I was, for one, uh, especially 
tended to by my people to make sure that I was educated in the in the sight that no one would ever be able to shun me or make me feel indifferent. And I took advantage of that. Being a highly above average child from uh, kindergarten on up, pre-K on up, I experienced more and I love to learn more than what we'd say the average five-year, three-year-old, four-year-old. I always sought to be more educated about things, to love to learn. That's one thing, as my sister Sapphire said, we must come to a term of what our virtues are. Ethically, we must think about the consequences of our actions. We must consider what we display to others as a look-see into who we are. So, for instance, I have no, take no issue with any woman for what she has to do to make her ends meet. But I would suggest that whatever it is that we have to do to take care of our families, to take care of ourselves, to become more business-oriented, and to acquire the things that I speak of all the time with generational wealth, we have to consider that these virtues, such as integrity, content of character, being a leader and leading by example, and being self-motivated to be better, is just something that I do believe that women of all races do. As women, it doesn't really define us by race because we are the most powerful in that. No disrespect to my male counterparts. They are as well. But with women, we have to fight a little bit harder. And being a black woman, I can attest that some of the stereotypes as mentioned prior. Oh, and welcome to all. We're there. If you deem to join in the conversation, you can press one and you can enter the conversation and I can talk to you. Or if you're at home and you're anonymous and you don't want to be heard or you just want to voice your opinion but you don't want anyone to hear it, you can text me what you need me to say. I always opt that for you. Simply because being on the radio wasn't my choice. Doing this dropped in my hands in 2012. March 24th was my first uh, aired uh, show. And it wasn't Gina's Groove Theory, actually. It was an invite as a co-host to speak on what I was doing in the community as a community outreach, life coach, uh, specialist, uh as well as a volunteer working with people uh, who were less fortunate, homeless, and displaced, and mentally ill, and afraid. So I dealt with a population of people and of a unique and special kind. That's what generated me to be who I am today, to make sure that I am a powerful force in anybody's life that I touch. As for being for women, as I spoke before, it is not 
actually that all black women are angry. And I've been accused of that too. You know, if I'm not smiling, you know, if I'm upset or mad, well, naturally that's what anyone who doesn't know you would think. But then I've had instances where uh, a man has said to me, uh, several men, I can't even say over the period of years, smile. It brightens your horizons. Not to take it personal. What I'm finding, as I found the other night before last on the show that I did about white supremacy and uh, the feminization of black men, it was taken critically uh, from white folks in the Google Plus uh, military community. And I got a lot of backlash about it. See, I know that the word, the N-word, is kind of there's a double standard. And there's a double standard in everything, not just in the N-word, but there's a double standard in how men and women are supposed to behave and to appreciate each other. This is something that has never been. Black man and black woman has never had a consummated relationship. And as I spoke to my, uh, hopefully my future manager, Mrs. Cherise Thompson, out of uh, Vegas, she explained to me that in that sense we have to elevate ourselves. We have to um, accept that People are not going to see us as we would choose to be seen. And that everything that we say and all the things that we do and how we act is necessarily absolutely how people will perceive us. I always say that if no one knows you, they can't really say much about you. But I've learned you can all be generalized as one whole. The generalization that is a myth is that all black people are lazy. All black people don't want to work. All black people have a lot of children. And and they left out a few stereotypes that I'd like to address. The stereotype that we're all baby mamas and we have a whole lot of different baby daddies. And, you know, that's a stereotype that in my family really doesn't exist. On my maternal side, women had one to two children. When I had my children, I did have them early, one at 18, one at 19. And at the thought of bearing other children, because I knew that I was sent to school to be someone of professional power, I decided to myself at the age of 20, that I had had all the children that I was going to have, and my mother as well. She only gave birth to me and my brother, he being Bishop Brett, as most of you guys know. That's my that's my partner in crime. We come from the same cloth, but it was only two of us. So these myths that that's what we do. Now, in the case of we both had different dads, and my children both had different dads, but the thought that I could have any other children that I could not afford to feed was totally unacceptable. The desire to live on welfare and government assistance 
was not in the card. Today what I live is not what I planned. When I came into this world, I came into this world with money. I came from a fluent family, a single parent family with my mother. And all I had was a great aunt and a grandmother when I came in the world. And by 10, I had a great aunt and a mother. And they led us to understand, to be, to want to be. They made me the strong woman that I am. Another myth as well is what me and my best friend, all of you wouldn't know her, Lorraine, is the independent woman myth. I can speak from my standpoint. Because if there's anyone out there that would like to join in and give me their opinion, it would be great. But the independent woman doesn't need a man, doesn't think that a man is going to be a piece of the puzzle. It's not correct. It's not 100% what black women feel. Just because I've acquired all of the things that I've acquired as a woman, single woman, does not mean or signify that I would not choose to have a partner to walk alongside me. Now, we can't attest to what the negative publicity that some black women in entertainment kind of bring as for one, uh, there's a big controversy uh, with my friends about uh, the Amber Rose news Instagram. And I went and took a look at it. And and because I'm a loving sister, and I don't judge my sister. I don't judge anyone for that matter. I speak on the things that I feel are adequate and of most priority. But I never judge anyone. Now, I had to go take a picture, look at the picture. Um, my honest opinion was I didn't take it as serious as so. I looked at it as though if I come out, and as I have, uh, and most of you know that's on my social net- network uh, media, on Facebook, I say some years ago, I took a picture in the bathing suit, and I got a lot of bad black about it. Not because it didn't look well in the mirror, not because, but it's just the insinuation. And, and the young lady that came against me, and this is very rare for me, of all the years I've been on Facebook, 2010, I took this picture in 2014, I got a very bad bash, backlash from a black woman, who, which I found out was of the larger size, and she mentioned that I was a thought. Now, at the time, I didn't understand what a thought was. And then speaking to my brother, the Bishop Fred, he explained to me that that, it means simply that hole over there. Now, these type of words that have been derived as uh, another one, let's say, uh, a ratchet, a thought, and countless others, gold digging, um, baby mama having, angry, and all of these 
stereotypes and words that are used to describe a black woman really have saddened me to a certain extent. Because for one, each person, regardless of male or female that they are, regardless of race, they're their own individual. And needless to say, there should be no generalization and character assumption or attacks because thereof. Now, if I came into the world, as I said, with an upstanding, we can take Michelle Obama, for instance. She knew what her husband was going to do. She represents the strong black woman that stands by her black man. I believe that Michelle Obama represents the majority of us black women, simply not just because we don't have a man or we've never been married, doesn't make us bad, doesn't make us and should not ever make us feel slighted because you have to understand the ratio of men to women. We could say black or white or it's Asian, Hispanic, is women are 10 times more than men. So there are less men to go around. And because there is less men to go around, it makes it awfully extremely hard. When I spoke about the the effemination of the black man, that is one thing as well that we have to deal with other than it being less of the men to have. But we have to deal with there are men who aren't, let's say, heterosexual. And with the current uh, situation with bisexuality, which I have no, I love all people. I don't care about what your sexual preference is. I don't care about where you come from. If, in fact, that you hold yourself in high regard, and that you care and are conscious of what you do and who is watching, that is all that anyone can desire of you or require of you. So when we speak about black women, these stereotypes have to uh, cease. In the article that I read, it says that they must. Stop. They need to be done away with. And how do we do that? How do we change that? If, in fact, that we have women who, as Amber Rose did, you know, you have to look at it in this light. And I didn't want to react on it because I feel it's really not that important of an issue for me to address because we have so many other issues. So I didn't comply and I didn't even comment. Because it's this, it's the reality that if I came out into the world as a stripper, there's nothing wrong with being a stripper. There's nothing wrong with being a dancer. Let's not say stripper, dancer, exotic dancer. Let's dress that up a little bit. And I come out, and that's what I do, and I pole dance, and uh, I twerk for men, and that's what I do for a living, and that's what made me famous. Uh, I don't really have a image. There's no image with that. Because from the onset, I displayed myself as a woman who shows her body for money. 
Now, that's not a good, it doesn't seem good, but as we all know, regardless of what job we hold, it is still the way that we earn our living. But needless to say, can I look at Amber Rose and say the picture that she took was wrong? Can I say what she did was any depict, you know, damaging depiction that I that I didn't see beforehand? I can't. I guess the old saying that if it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck. It is a duck, and. If that's the way I want to be perceived, I really don't care. And as we know about financial and money, it's hard to have the two. I will say this. Being a black woman gives you two strikes from the gate. You're black and you're a woman. So as to my sisters, regardless of what they do or how they live or how they make their living, it doesn't matter if she's in a corporate world doesn't matter if she's at a club. It doesn't matter what she does. Even if she's working that street, if that's her, that's the way she can make money. Now, I could say to her, I don't, I can help you out of that, but I won't ever tell her that she's any less of a woman because of, because we all know that we must do what we must do to take care of our families or either be classified as we don't want to work. We're lazy. We don't, you know, we're high maintenance, you know, independently thought, or we're money hungry, and you know, we're just go dares. So the bottom line is, my hats, my hats are off to all black women simply because out the gate we have two constricting issues to deal with from the start. Now, what I would like to do is to encourage my sisters out there to have respect for other women's relationships, have respect for themselves, and lead by example. If you want to ever gain the respect of anybody, the world around you, you have to respect yourself. Respecting yourself will demand respect from the people who you come in contact with. And I've learned that. I live that. You're only as good as your word and your actions. I'd like to thank all you guys out there who joined in tonight and who are listening. I'd like to give a shout-out. I've picked up Norway. That makes nine countries that I'm in, and I'm very blessed and blessed to have you, as well as very appreciative of your support. I'm going to sign out for Judas Groove Theory tonight. I'll be here tomorrow night at the same time. And I'm sending my love to you. God bless, and have a blessed, peaceful Sunday evening. Until tomorrow, good night.